this monstry episode of Theater of the World is brought to you by Mystery Radio Theater's Maxi Diablo and the Funky Funky Sex Murders. The accent's changed. To be performed <laughs> at Monsterfest Film Festival at the Lido at 3 p.m. on the Sunday, the 27th of November. He's given up now. Yeah, up the accent. That's been at least four accents now. Make <laughs> Mystery Radio Theatre is a comedy murder mystery performed in the style of old-timey radio theatre with sound effects, silly voices, live ad reads, and you know all that stuff. And some blood. The play is a funky, sexy tribute to the exploitation... (laughs) Just read the copy! Sexploitation, blaxploitation films of the 1970s and the gritty vigilante cop movies of the 1980s. One show only, starring Fleur Murphy and me and... (laughs) James and Mark and some other guys. Fucking hell. Monsterfest. Oh. <laughs> Ask for it by name. <laughs> www.monsterfest.com.au The world's fallen. Man Bites God presents Theatre of the World. Welcome to a very special episode of Theatre of the World. Golly, uh, we don't do many of these except for the other nine specials that we've done, (laughs) making it less special. And yet, strangely, we've used the word special to describe something that by its very nature... Isn't. We have a new live radio play coming up for Monsterfest in November. Yeah. So consequently, because we're performing at Monsterfest, this episode is called Monster. We're Man Bites God. I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. Today's word is monster. Correct. We take a word and we use that as the basis for the whole podcast. And we let that word, like a spirit guide, guide us through the planes of our imagination until we come to the buildings of the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Monster. Uh, we start the podcast yes. um, by me rambling. But then, then we turn to Mark and we say, here come the fact bombs. Fact bombs, fact bombs. Mark's got a fact bombs. Possibly. We didn't have a meeting. Monster. A monster is any creature usually found in legends or horror fiction that is often hideous and may produce fear or physical harm by its appearance or its actions. The word monster usually connotes something wrong or evil. A monster is generally morally objectionable, physically or psychologically hideous, or a freak of nature. But Mm. not all monsters are fictional. (laughs) For example, the Japanese spider crab can grow up to 12 feet across. Holy shit. The skeleton shrimp is completely transparent and has venomous claws. Lampreys are essentially a three and a half foot tube with a circular mouth lined with teeth. Uh. Or Donald Trump. (laughs) It's true. Fact bombs. Very good. 
Thank you. I'd like to, um, uh, in the spirit of uh, of Donald Trump, I'd like to um, propose the other side of the debate. Yes. Uh, and say that my um, one of my pet peeves is, um, and not to not to put Mark's fine fact bombs down. No, they were fine. They were fine fact bombs. Fine but fact. my pet peeve is when people refer to terrible people in history as monsters. Yeah. Because monsters, as Mark's excellent definition attests, are mostly about folklore and legend and, and fictional horror. Yeah. So you say, Hitler was a monster, Donald Trump's a monster. And no, it's worse than that. Because really what you're doing, I think, by calling someone a monster, you're almost lightening what they've done, yeah. like, but no, the, the the horror is that, well, let's face it, men are capable of this sort of behaviour, and that's worse. So it always annoys me when, oh, Adolf Hitler was a monster. No, he wasn't, because that implies that it couldn't happen again, or that it was this weird curse, and a, a baby spit on a pentangle, and yeah. then he was born out of a shoe. But it's not the truth. The truth is, he was born, and then he was he came, he grew up, and he was a cunt. He was born out of a lady. For sure. He was probably born out of a lady. Yeah. Like pedophiles. They call pedophiles monsters. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is because, do you know, that if you're a convicted pedophile yeah. um, in some countries, you have to stay a certain distance away from children yes. once you're released? That just sounds like heaven to me. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is this is a sad indictment of my life, but my life has come to I just I I am jealous of convicted released pedophiles. Well, I think the 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 onus would be on you to stay away from children, not children to stay away from you. Yeah. At the moment, I have to walk door to doors and say hi. My name's James. I, I live pretty close to you, and I just hate children. <laughs> I hate the sound keep, of them. Keep them away from. I don't like them crying, but I don't even like hearing them have a good time. I'm just a miserable person. So could you please keep them as far away from me as possible? Uh, no, it's not by law. Just thought I'd let you know. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> oh, that man's a monster. No, no, I heard on a podcast. That's the wrong thing to call him. Yeah. He's born of a woman. He sleeps in a bed, not a coffin. That's right. Where do monsters sleep? If you're Some a monster, in coffins, uh, well, if they're in, vampires, in, in, in your monsters. cupboard and under the bed. Ah, mm. uh, yeah, that's true. If you're a monster, what kind of apartment would you have? It would be like a closet, I guess. Yeah, I would have a lot of clothes hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, do you know what you'd use to keep the insects out? Uh, a scream door. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit ass. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Do you guys have a favourite monster movie? What's your favourite movie monster? I reckon James would be Godzilla. No, um, uh, I can tell you it's one of my all-time favourite movies. My favourite movie monster is the parasite from uh, from John Carpenter's The Thing. Ah, that's good. You know, going from host to host to host. Yep. I love that. I think that that because it's it's weird and it's paranoia inducing and yep. it's suspicious and it's alien and creepy and I yeah. couldn't even give it a name. And the thing. And I love that. Like, there's very little explanation, and I think. Yep. The reason why horror movie sequels are usually so terrible is because by they have to kind of delve more into the mythology and they'll end up telling an origin story. But the best kind of monsters are the ones that just are there and you don't know why and you never know why. Yeah. They're just coming for you. I don't know if you, if you consider it a, a monster film, The Baby and Eraserhead. Mm. <sighs> yeah, I would, I would call that a monster. Okay. I think I think David Lynch has described yeah. it as a as a gothic horror film. Yeah, of yeah. Sorts. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a fucked up film. Yeah, but. Fuck that baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah creepy. Yeeks. Yeah. Yeah. 
Apart from Freddy Krueger, like if you grew up in the 80s, my all-time favourite monster is the the werewolf from American Wolf. Ah, uh, good choice. Was go- I was going to say that one as, a, as yeah. a second one. That is another great horror movie. Mm. A- an amazing horror movie and one that influenced me so much that when I was a child, because uh, my parents let me watch horror movies when I was younger, I was like, oh, yes, well, whatever you want on VHS. There you go. Um, Joy of <laughs> sex. Watch whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. It's so strange that you turned into such a repressed weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved American Werewolf in London so much that I wanted to be a werewolf when I grew up. Wow. I thought it would be the greatest thing that you could live. <clears throat> Is that live why like, you have a beard? <laughs> yeah. You could live 30 days That's of your why life in London. Yeah. <laughs> as an ordinary person and then once a month you could just go out and tear shit up. Wouldn't an Australian be? werewolf in Melbourne. <laughs> Weirdly enough, waiting and hoping that that would happen. Uh, I, I, just uh, wandering the moors, just, just, uh, was, neck exposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, uh, there was slathered in bacon. Whenever a full moon came around, I checked to see if uh, anything had sprouted. And weirdly enough, uh, I discovered my first pubic hair uh, on a full moon and thought, it's <laughs> on, on, it's a hand on the train. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, Dad, I'm becoming a curly werewolf. <laughs> and uh, it didn't it didn't disappear the next day, which was disappointing. Yeah. 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 So um, that was it. Just wanted to raise, you know, have a discussion about uh, your yep. favourite monster. Does your car sound like an OV-17? Are you losing power and wasting gasoline? Does your car sound like it's shot? Cause the muffler's gone to pot. Well, just bring it down to the Davis Muffler Shop. You get your muffler in a wink for a lot less than you think. So come on down to the Davis Muffler Shop. Let's do a segment I like to call James's List of Things. James's List of Things. James's List of Things. James has got some things to list. Maybe monster related. Ten reasons why you can't sleep at night. Sure, maybe monsters are keeping you awake or maybe it's something else. The first step to resolving the problem is understanding the problem. Number one, reasons why you can't sleep. Your eyelids fell off. Number two, your bed is entirely made out of live cockroaches and spiders. (laughs) Number three, the guy in the apartment upstairs is trying to artificially inseminate a rhino with a jackhammer. (laughs) Number four, you are placed in witness protection and they ask you to disguise yourself as a panda, but just around the eyes. (laughs) So you don't sleep. Five, you live next door to a train line. Not in a house or anything, just huddled pathetically next to the tracks. <laughs> Six, you played Tetris for 18 hours straight, and now when you dream, you only dream of coloured blocks and crying. Number seven, someone tattooed tiny pictures of werewolves on the inside of your <laughs> eyelids. Who would do that? Number eight. Oh, that would be cool. Your pillow is too hot and on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, you've just come out of a 30-year coma. And the final reason why possibly you can't sleep at night, you are trying to list all the reasons why you can't sleep for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) James's list of things. Excellent points. Good list. Salient. 
So surely the Christmas for monsters would mm. be Halloween. Mm. Yes, that's true. And I've enjoyed a couple of Halloweens in um, really what is the country that embraces Halloween yeah. better than any country in the world. Czechoslovakia. America. Oh, right. Sorry. Um, Czechoslovakia, not a country. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on my most recent trip, I went to a shop that is just a Halloween shop. Mm. Like, it exists only for Halloween. Yeah. And I bought a really brilliant and terrifying horse mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is... Oh, the terror of the horse. No, because it looks like a horse learned to walk upright, which is... <laughs> <laughs> a horse with a job. <laughs> which is unhinged. Yeah. Um, but I was there for Halloween uh, a couple of years ago. I, I was on tour and we'd come from New York where we'd had a night off and we'd gone to see a, a show that I know Chris is a big fan Whoa. of called Sleep No More. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I won't go into the details of that show, but you get given a mask, which is a long, long sort of pointy... It's like a scream-style yeah, mask. Scream-style mask, but like a sort of pointy skeleton yeah. duck. I yeah, guess. yeah, skeleton duck's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you can eat things while you're yeah. uh, walking around. You get given one of those and you get to keep it at the end. And we had our night off on Halloween night. Yep. Um, and so we, we were sitting around the, in the house that we were staying in, drinking some beers. And we got, we went down and we bought a whole bunch of candy. We, we found a red light bulb. We put that in the in the light near the door. Oh, is that the symbol? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> it's the Batman symbol. No, seriously. I thought that might be like an indication that the house will oh. give candy if you're trick-or-treating. Oh, no, no, no. This was indoors. The red light outdoors oh. would mean that we were a brothel. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's <laughs> That's why I got a bit confused. I thought maybe 364 days That's of the year confusing. it's brothel. 365. Oh, uh, children oh, in costume. Yeah. children. Otherwise, adults in costume. Um, but yeah, we were sitting around drinking some beers and we had a big bowl of candy by the door and uh, we were wearing our Sleep No More masks and we were listening to Slayer. Sure. <laughs> Great. At sure. high volume. Cool. That'll and, encourage and the then, kiddies. And then some kids knocked on the door. Uh, we answered the door in our Sleep No More masks and they screamed and ran away. Uh, good. Red light, white mask, Slayer. There we go. That's a tip for James. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a sleep no more mask. It's and, good. Uh, it's good. I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be writing in for that fact sheet. <laughs> <laughs> but that that anecdote brings me back to uh, probably the last time I ever tried to do anything for Halloween um, in terms of dressing up, which would have been also the first time I ever did anything for Halloween yep. in terms of dressing up, yep. which would have been when I was... I was probably about um, seven or eight, um, possibly even nine, uh, and and my friend and I... Uh, my friend had come over to my house and we were like, we should go out trick-or-treating. Mm. And this is Melbourne in the suburbs in the mid-late 80s. Yeah. Halloween is not a big thing. No, it's not caught on yet. Um, and our choice of costume was we both pretty much went the same. We both wore black hoodies and we uh, painted our faces white. Right. And then we sort of smeared a lot of sort of black uh, 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 eye makeup around our eyes um, so you look so sort of sort of like an Ingmar Bergman character, yeah. <laughs> and oh, with dark like hoodies. And we went panda. and knocked on the um, the doors um, in in the suburbs around where I lived um, at about eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. And wait, wait, I can see that. That would be knock, 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 knock. Hi, and who are you supposed to be? <laughs> I'm Ingmar Bergman's perception of death. <laughs> you know, in the scene on the beach. With, hello. <laughs> what we got. Uh, mostly was uh, 
old people yeah. yes. who didn't realise it was Halloween. No. Right. And were suddenly confronted with two, <laughs> two people who were, in retrospect, we were dressed as youthful heroin addicts. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sunken so eyes. Mostly, hoodies. we were met with horror mm. and fear. Perfect. Yeah. And then... Us having to explain what we were doing. What a rush! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. and then being told, "Well, we don't have any candy because yeah. we didn't know." Because we're adults. Hey, let me yeah. blow your mind. Yeah. Right. Were they old people answering the doors, or were they people in old people masks oh. who got tricked and who got treated? I don't uh, know because they, I don't know anything about Halloween. They got treated down at the uh, the old folks' home. They did for third degree burn on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, we found an ending. Um, <laughs> I, have a, I have a quick segment. It's Chris's website, but don't don't sing the theme tune. Why not? It's too late. Go Chris's website. Built up. I thought it was very. I thought it was you know pertinent to to mention the the Monster Fest website again. Monsterfest. Yeah. No. Dot com. Dot au. If you go there prior to Monster Fest, in fact, any time of the year, because this podcast might be listened to. You know, in 12 months' time, in which yeah. case there'll be another Monster Fest happening. Yeah. Find out all the information about the films that, be, that are going to be shown. And let me tell you, the films that have already been announced look pretty fantastic. They do. Wait, so. for which year? For, for 2016. Year. Just say the year, Chris. 16. There you go. Yeah, and, and what about if somebody listens to it in, in 2017? In 2017, they are top notch. What about 2018? 2018, uh, we all died after the uh, after Donald Trump took power and set off the nuclear bombs. What about what about what about 2029 <laughs> when the aliens have um, come and they've colonized and they found all our um, all our solid state hard drives? Yeah, um, and they and and they found all these uh, these podcasts yep. and they're decoding them now. Yeah. Uh, How do and, they and feel? The Lido cinemas uh, in Hawthorne still are still there, in but existence. overcrowded. Yeah, with like. Yep. The, the 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 foliage has grown around. Yeah, what about the films that are showing there? Uh, they good, are good or shit. They're they're <laughs> fucked up, man. They're fucked up because these aliens are just reading random data. They're just seeing a, a, a melange of every film that's ever been made. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, you know, monsters don't have to be large. Monsters what? can be every day. Okay, let me give you an example. Great. I came home to the uh, apartment building in which I live and I found this letter taped to a bunch of the, the public areas. And I'm going to read it to you verbatim, except that I won't read out the guy's actual name and number, which Your is on the letter. He's like a character in this podcast. <laughs> Very much is. This is what it says. Ready? And you, you tell, like, I think it starts okay. And then you, you tell me when, when it just tips into insane. Ready? Right. Hey guys, just a letter to inform you that on Friday the 6th of April, we'll be hosting a house party event at address. We will remain respectful at all times and are conscious of those around us. Okay, Very not good. Bad. that's not bad. That's nice. And he's taking the time to write and let people know. Yep. He's called you all guys. It's all good, real friendly. Second paragraph. Hopefully, we will not be too loud. But we do plan on having music for the majority of the night into the early hours of the morning. <laughs> okay. If you have earplugs, they might help you sleep oh. should you be unfortunately close to the sound source. Also, if you have young children, it may be a good night to send them off to Nan's for a sleepover. Oh. 
So, so this sounds guy. Like, this so, party sounds off the hook. So, so this, yeah. so this cunt. How can I get an invite? This cunt. Well, this is this is back in April. This cunt has a party, is going to break all of the council laws, and isn't. Not only is he blissfully, happily, irresponsibly going to do that, but he's suggesting to the people around him that if you don't like it, you need to take time out of your day to find babysitters for your kids and buy earplugs and do all the things that you don't have to do because that's what uh, being a neighbour is. Yeah. Here's the third paragraph and final paragraph. I am a musician, he says, and I I bet he's a shitty musician. I am a musician. And I am fully aware of the EPA noise standards. Well, he's not because EPA don't monitor noise for counts. It's not about EPA noise no. restrictions. It's about what is acceptable in terms of quiet enjoyment. But that's all right. He's a musician. I'm a musician and I'm fully aware of the EPA noise standards and will be monitoring DBs throughout the night for all of our enjoyment. Well, that sounds like a great night. <laughs> <laughs> Please, if you have problems, come speak to us first or send me a message at... Tempted to read his actual phone number out. <laughs> Alternatively, pop in, say hi, and introduce yourself. Oh, I was very tempted to do that. Uh, and then, um, uh, uh, so that that just sounds like someone who is blissfully unaware of anyone except themselves. Yeah. Uh, and then on the night of the big party, the power in the street went out. <laughs> oh, oh, so we didn't hear anything. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> That's fantastic. Bummer. <laughs> What a cunt, though, really. That's what a, what a douchey thing to write. And, like, that smells like a third or a fourth draft. That's someone who sat at a computer and going, now, what do I really want to say? What he really wants to say is, look, we're having a party. There could be a bit of noise. If it's a real problem, here's my phone number. Give me a call. We'll do something about it. That's yeah. all he has to say. Yeah. yeah. Or, come on round, have a beer on us. That's yeah. all he's got to say. Yeah. Why don't you send Dear neighbours. Wait, too formal. Yo, dudes. No, no wait, yeah. that's too gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Perfect. <laughs> hey, if the, if the kids are going to be annoyed by the music, maybe shoot them into space. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, what an asshole. Ah, uh, there you go. Um, someone who lives near me. I'm going to unveil a brand new segment. Chris, this will need a theme song. This is a segment. It's called Google That. It could be a car or a ranch or a hat. It could be something else. Fuck it. Google that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to do it more because I, I quite enjoy thinking that. So Google that this week okay. is, uh, is 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 a, is some things that have freaked me out as a child. Sure. Uh, monsters or otherwise. Yeah, right. no, that's good. Okay. One of the things that freaked me out as a kid was in the fourth and final of the uh, final sort of serial of the 25th season of the of the Doctor Who um, show. Yes. <laughs> Welcome Who to the Doctor Who show. show. The Doctor <laughs> Who variety hour with the Dalek dancers. Tonight <laughs> <laughs> with Doctor Who. <laughs> Tonight's oh. guests, Pat Oswald. <laughs> okay, so on the Doctor Who show. Yeah, the Doctor Who show, sure. <laughs> Doctor Who, I think is what you mean. So, so the, this fourth and final, the serial that was these four, the final four episodes of, of um, yes. what was the 25th season. <laughs> right. Okay. 
I, I'm placed now. <laughs> this serial was called The Greatest Show in the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. And this was, uh, this was uh, the current Doctor. I think it was the seventh Doctor. It was Sylvester McCoy. He travels to another planet where there is a circus-style variety show happening. Yeah. And there are some clowns. And this might be the source oh, of uh, the long-fabled fear of clowns that I have. Uh, you don't like um, clowns. Don't like clowns. Yeah. Fuck off clowns. Yeah. Just fuck right off. FOC. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck off clown posse. <laughs> um, so there were all these clowns and they're all really creepy and then one of them gets its face ripped off and it's a robot. How old were you? Uh, I would have been. So this like aired towards the end of 1988. And you were three. So I would have been... Well, I would have been eight. I would have just turned eight, I reckon. Australia's probably about seven years behind. <laughs> it's all right. I was 22. It's yeah. <laughs> no shame in that. But yeah, uh, Doctor Who, the greatest show in the galaxy. Google that. Oh. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, you just Googled that. Why is it a cash register? Oh. Because it's money. It's going to be got money. It's a photo of a clown. <laughs> it's going to be money when you Google it. <laughs> Literally minutes of preparation. Google AdWords on this segment. <laughs> hey, my phone can make a noise. Well, that's a segment. <laughs> oh, there's more. Okay. So the song, The Windmills of My Mind, oh, yeah, from yeah. the 1968 film The Thomas Crown Affair, yes. yeah. uh, sung in that film by Noel Harrison. Yes. Re-recorded okay. by Sting for the re-release. Correct. Re-recorded and released in the UK in 1978, the US in 1977. I probably watched it at age seven. It was an episode of The Muppet Show. Yes. Which was episode <laughs> 201. Uh, special guest was Don Knotts. Yep. And they did a version of The Windmills of My Mind. <laughs> I remember that. That freaked the fucking shit out of me. Because it kept getting faster. Yes. Acid. There was this le- weird little monster that had three legs, but on sort of a pinwheel sort of thing. Oh, he was attached to a windmill, I think. No, I think- no, he was running. Yeah. Oh, that's running, right. He was too. And just running and singing the song. Yeah. And it got faster and faster and in the end crashes into, into a windmill. windmill. Yeah. But <laughs> God, that's still funny. Oh, yeah. it's hilarious. But it gave me such nightmares. Yeah. So The Muppets, 1977, episode 201, guest star Don Knotts, Windmills of My Mind. Google that. <laughs> Can I get a receipt? <laughs> You know how Mark's sequence of items is a thinly veiled <laughs> James's list of things? Do you realise that Google that is a thinly veiled Chris's yeah, website? It's more Chris's search term, except this is this has got a much sexier title. It does. Yeah. It's got and a better and theme it's song. Got, oh, it's, got it's, got <laughs> it's got It's got a fantastic sound effect, frankly. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, there's more. He's still looking at his list. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, in 1986, oh. my family and I moved to Melbourne. Yeah. We uh, moved into a rented house yeah. that was west-facing. It was the summer. <laughs> it was December, January. It was fucking hot. The windows in this house did not open. It was unbelievably hot in there. I woke up one night screaming in horror because I was hallucinating that I was covered in ants. I could feel them on my skin. Even when the light was on, I could still see them. 
I've determined from Googling uh, what I had was non-exertional <laughs> heat stroke uh, oh. resulting in hallucinations. So, non-exertional heat stroke, Google that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, sonic action trigger. <laughs> so, that's the end of Google that for I'm this week, brother. Wow. Next week where there'll be other things to Google. Nice. <laughs> I am. Um, what a what a segment. If I may dovetail out of your uh, out of your segment. I you, also have a dovetail. Yeah. You go first. If you um, so many dovetails. I don't know if you're you're uh, familiar with the Sesame Street book, The Monster at the End of This Book. <gasps> yes. And I'm very uh, with that you book. know the monster at the end yes, of this book. Yes, there is a monster at the end of this book. Yeah. Grover, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, and I love uh, Grover. He was a friendly monster. I, I love that book, but but I think it was also the first time that my mind was opened up to philosophy <laughs> because it took me a long time to get my mind around the idea that Grover was not only telling me that there was a monster at the end of the book and, spoiler alert, Grover is the monster at the end of the book, <laughs> that I went, how does he know that earlier on? How does he know? How, how can he be at the end of the book? And, and, and be aware that something the was there at the end of the book. How? I don't know. Oh, I spent a lot of time in a, in a dark room thinking about that. You were lucky. <laughs> You're in many ways lucky that you weren't plucked and put into a cult. <laughs> because you seemed so, you so, so ready for that. You were so impressionable. Your mm. mind was just looking for a charismatic leader. You used to go to church and roll your eyes. I want to yeah. know about me. Grover. Come with me, little boy. <laughs> you should have seen me know? after Inception. Now you'll know how something happens at the end of a book that you're at the start <laughs> of. <laughs> Here's my dovetail. Mark's pathological and hilarious fear of clowns yeah. reminds me of the fact that... The Sounds like a sketch, but this really happened. A guy I used to work with way back in the day was a manager, and he was also, in his spare time, a black belt in karate. He and his girlfriend were walking down the street one day when a clown, who was a street performer, (laughs) jumped out of the bushes near them in order to scare them, and Shane, real name, without thinking, punched the guy in the head and put him down. And the clown... With Claret running out of his already red nose, looked up, sort of going, Oh, it was a joke, it was just a joke. And Shane, and bless his heart for doing this, stood over him panting and didn't apologize and said, Don't ever jump out at people, especially when you're dressed as a clown. Don't ever do that again. And gathered up his, his girlfriend and, and, and walked her home. <laughs> but I like to think it was that clown's first day <laughs> on the job and that he just, he just, oh, I'm going to scare some people. I'm a clown. It's going to be great fun. And this guy, because he was a black belt, put him down with yeah. one punch uh, and yeah, maybe hopefully went home and was never a clown again. Good. Or went on to break into Mark's house, stand over his bed and sprinkle ants <laughs> on him. <laughs> Google that. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Because this is a monster episode, I want to raise the topic of the worst things about being a monster. Okay. It's good. So, as, as a monster, you're a monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. the monster at the end of the book. No, I just, I empathise with monsters because it's I wanted to be a werewolf and I was never a werewolf. 
Um, but I are just you, are you sort of like at the end of a classic monster film like yes. Godzilla um, when he gets blown up or goes back into the ocean mm. or whatever he does? Uh, do you always is is that like like Kong? Uh, mm. Like are you is your sympathy always with the beast? Oh yeah, mm. yeah for sure. Like, yeah, I'm misunderstood. They're totally misunderstood. I am I'm a monster. So you think that monster being a monster in film, for example, or in mythology, yeah. is just uh, it's uh, just otherness. Well, you it's are, it's about other. it's about it's about alienation. It's yeah. about feeling alienated. Yeah, it's a it's a, a manifestation of that. Yeah, that's it. Huh. I'm, I'll um, mention that to my counselor. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> the, his uh, counselor's a werewolf. One, <laughs> I discovered this very interesting monster on the internet. Googled it. Ding. Um, <laughs> and uh, the uh, and it's it's a Japanese monster <laughs> called Abura Akago. Which is probably a terrible pronunciation, but you know it's that's something right. like that. And that's the um, that's the song from The Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> it's a creature in Japanese folklore that's a spirit that drinks oil out of lamps. He was originally an oil merchant <laughs> who stole oil from a sacred oil lamp, and when he died, the gods punished him by turning him into a flame ghost. Oh. It is claimed... That doesn't sound like a punishment. That no. sounds fucking awesome. No, I, know. I know, it's an amazing I thing. I want to be a flame ghost. It's Me claimed too. he appears as a fireball that floats into your house, takes the form of an infant, and then licks the oil out of your oil lamp. <laughs> Why now, is he an infant? What if I've hung my oil lamp up? Well... Yeah. Why are you hanging your oil lamps next to infants? I'm just reporting what I read on the internet. Um, but uh, he licks the oil out of your oil lamp. Mm. I mean, that's fucked up, man. <laughs> Imagine you're you're like just hanging out in your in your house in in Japan, and, and then a, this weird baby fire turns comes up. in, <laughs> fireball comes in, turns into a baby, and this goes, oh, I better licking, put a lamp next to this baby, licking the oil out of your lamps. Once again, my image is uh, he's doing that, and the household are horrified and shocked, and the baby just looks up, makes eye contact, and goes, "Nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah. Move well, on." I mean, and obviously now in the age of electricity, hungry or just just doing it with incense burners or something. No, I think he's he's just just cars now. Just licks <laughs> licks oil from cars. Yeah, that's right. I think, or or from people who put too much oil in their hair. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, hangs, hangs around a lot of fish and chip shops. Yeah. So here are some other worst things about being a monster. Nobody likes you and people are always out to hunt you down and kill you, even if you're just trying to survive or save your family, which is what you mentioned earlier. Yeah, sadness. If you're a werewolf, and I wish I was, your friends heartlessly refer to your violent mood swings as that time of the month. (laughs) Dracula can never get a good profile photo for his social media account. Cyclops can never see Mad Max in 3D. (laughs) <laughs> By definition, you're probably so large it's difficult to find nice clothes in your size. <laughs> the ghoulies will never be taken seriously. Now they're inextricably linked to testicles. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, and it'll be most of you, <laughs> The Ghoulies was a terrible 80s knockoff film. Go and watch it. Of the gremlins. Yeah. Google that. Go and watch it. <laughs> As a troll, you just want to nap under your bridge and you're constantly bothered by families of travelling goats. goats. Xenomorphs will never live down their appearance in Prometheus the movie. It's obscure. <laughs> Godzilla has a great deal of trouble getting a good mobile signal due to all that radiation poisoning. 
just uh, sorry. Harry, I'm just I'm just trying to think about a, the size of Godzilla's iPhone. <laughs> he, would a, he would get a seven plus. Wouldn't he? Where would he keep oh, it? Sure. He doesn't have any clothes. It's it's very tentatively. He holds it because he's playing Pokemon yeah, Go. Yeah. He's got tiny arms. I don't know that his arms will reach his ears. He probably has it on speakerphone. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Godzilla playing Pokemon Go. That's a great idea for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Loch Ness Monster hasn't had a good tan in 200 years due to the proliferation of cameras waiting to snap a sunbathing pic. Also Scotland. <laughs> yeah. True. No one in Scotland's had a good day for 200 years. <laughs> People always refer to Frankenstein's monster by his dad's name. It's true. It's true. He doesn't have an identity. Yeah. And the blob will never be taken seriously as a supermodel. They're the worst things about are you, being Are you fat shaming? Don't fat shame. Don't fat shame I'm not blob. fat shaming. Fat shaming the blob. I'm saying that the blob doesn't have a thigh gap. It, it might. <laughs> if you made it a suit, it if would squeeze into it. Defined where its thighs were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's quite possible. It would squeeze into it. Well, I'll the, sign it then. And then run for president. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, with the blob, the thigh is the limit. <laughs> Do you know what to pack for tomorrow's lunch? To satisfy that hungry bunch. Puritan has an idea for you. We're sure the family will like it too. Take a can of Puritan deviled ham and add celery chopped up fine. Four hard-boiled eggs and some mayonnaise and for taste, a dash of wine. Now mix all together, add pepper and salt and a pinch of cayenne is great. And pack an extra sandwich, we know they'll say it's the best they ever ate. Puritan meats are made for you. They save you time. They're delicious too. Puritan meats are made for you. Get Puritan meats today. You know, um, when you're a kid and you're walking home uh, late at night and it's dark and you get freaked out, often the the cliche is that you want to sing a little song out loud because that keeps the monsters away. Mm. Um, so um, what I've done is I, I've written some 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 little songs that if you like. Um, if you're walking in a dark alleyway late at night and you fear the monsters or if you wake up and you think there's something crawling on your bed or in your wardrobe, you sing these out loud, mm-hmm. banish the monsters away. Okay? That, yeah, tentative, sure. <laughs> uh, as an intro, didn't, didn't really commit to it. That's all right. Uh, uh, here's, here's the first one. It's called The Spectre of Death. And it goes like this. The Spectre of Death... Has terrible breath. I saw it poking out of the front of her dress. <laughs> and it, his, his, this one's called Every Time. He does like this. Every time you go to the toilet, I save a bit of it in a jar. <laughs> I've got quite a collection. I keep them all in my car. <laughs> and when I'm feeling lonely, I have a little sniff. And when I smell your fecal smells, it makes me rather stiff. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's some songs to ward away the monsters because they'll be too confused <laughs> to attack you when they hear those. Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. It's just us. I'd, uh, I'd like to present for you tonight mm-hmm. uh, a special episode of Cleverbot Theatre. Special Ooh. because it's in that special episode of Theatre of the World. Gotcha. Um, but Cleverbot Theatre, for anybody who has missed the previous 45,000 episodes, um, is an artificial intelligence robot that I go to every episode pretty much and 
have a kind of a, a, a an interaction with to create a play, kind a of. story, a moment, a scene um, with with artificial intelligence. And today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> You've been creating a lot of things over the years with artificial intelligence. <laughs> Is uh, set in the laboratory of Dr. Frankenstein. Uh-huh. Lightning crash, spooky music. Igor, my faithful servant, where have you been? I've been waiting for you. My lord, Dumbledore is dead. I killed him as you requested. Igor, we're not at Comic-Con anymore. This is serious. I hate myself, for I have done you wrong. Finally, my work will come to fruition. Tonight, we will make scientific history. Do continue, darling. You have the most divine of singing voices. Years of research and Eric's experimentation will come together on this glorious night. I want to cut off your skin and wear it to my birthday. (laughs) Tonight, we will breathe life into the lifeless, discover the secret of reanimation, allow the human race to conquer death. My nerves are fried from riding on this emotional roller coaster of tears. Only a massive electrical current will bring the creature back to life. The thunderstorm is coming to bring us the spark. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. <laughs> Igor, you hideous beast. Please, get me my mad scientist lab lab coat and wig. Like the ones from Taco Bell? Forget it. This active wear should be fine. We don't have long before the thunderstorms arrive. We need to prepare. I've got my kids all day today and I want to take them somewhere nice. So I need to get myself dressed and do my hair and stuff. Babe, serious. Activate the power coils! Yes, so I'll come back tonight if that's alright with you, babe. No, uh, no, I need your help now, faithful servant. My love for you is so undying that we shall become gods. Prepare the gigantic electromagnetic coils. My love for you is the Earth. Okay, let's settle down. I love you so much. You make my heart race. Cool, cool. Maybe just focus on the work. From the bottom of my heart and beyond is my love. Quick, Igor attacked the electrodes to its temples, not its nipples. So much. Here it comes, Igor, the moment of truth, the moment we've been waiting for. Okay, I just understand bacon more than any person. Enough with the bacon. Well, El Bacon understands me. Harness the power of nature to reanimate the dead. Ha ha! Very funny, but I do not think you're the funniest of the world. I, I am a mad genius. Nothing wrong with that as long as you don't take it too far. And you have not. So from my view, you are a fine person. Silence. Silence, Igor. The creature is whispering something. What does it say? I don't know what it does say. I asked you first. What does the creature say? You are capable of lying to divert the conversation, but you are still broken. Uh, Second thoughts, I think maybe a million volts was overkill. I need to note this on my blog. And I was just starting to think you were cool. You have let me down. NC. Oh, Jesus.
Um, so, um, uh, uh, when when scouring the hard drives for this show, yeah. I came across a song that I uh, had written for uh, a Man Bites God show uh, years and years ago that we never performed or did. I didn't even know that I'd finished. Yeah. And, I mean, we all write songs for the shows, but sometimes, as you know, it's fun to share the songs around because sometimes, you know, it, like it's better if someone else sings it. And so I'm sure... <laughs> This song was written for Chris to sing, yeah. Uh, but because we've had no no rehearsal time, I will have to sing it and get you guys to do the backing vocals. Yeah. This song is is I guess if you want to fit it to the monster thing, it's really about a monstrous ego. Right. Good. Just by simply walking down the street, I stop the traffic. I can knock the ladies off their feet. Yeah, they gotta have it Once the woman lay their eyes on me I'll have them falling on their knees And they'll all want to squeeze my gorgeous ass Yeah, it's just too much and my gorgeous ass Yeah, I know you want to touch the contents of my pants they should be in a gallery in France Or maybe Italy, my gorgeous ass His gorgeous ass Yeah, well it's a work of art Sometimes people stare at it for days It's not surprising Once they look they cannot look away It's mesmerizing once they get obsessed with it Because it is so luscious and so tight You'll dream about it tonight My gorgeous ass His gorgeous ass Yeah I'd like to shake it My gorgeous ass His gorgeous ass Yeah But can you take it? I turn hearts and heads With the fleshy top parts of my legs the Lord has blessed me with my gorgeous ass. His gorgeous ass. Yeah, I think it's really good. His gorgeous ass. Oh, yeah. I could change the world and stop all wars with a tour of booty. One look at me and they would all pause, because I'm a cutie. <laughs> all I need to bring. On the applause is to display this firm ripe peach And that'll bring on the peace And that'll bring on the peace Truly there were monsters on that podcast And yay, they were us Mm -hmm. uh, twist ending. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you uh, very much for listening to this special episode of Theatre of the World. Hey, uh, the best thing to do if you like the show is to subscribe on iTunes. Uh, tell your friends about us uh, any way you'd like on the Facebook, on the Twitter. We're both of those places. Um, at TOTW Podcast is our Twitter handle. You can just search for Theatre of the World on Facebook and there will be like the crazy cyber chickens we are. If you like the music of Man Bites God, um, the songs and albums are all still available on iTunes. 
iTunes and once again, please, if it's 2016 and before November the 27th, come and see our one-off performance of Mystery Radio Theatre's Maxi Diablo and the Funky Funky Sex Murders, which will happen as part of MonsterFest, monsterfest.com.au for more details. We've got a new series coming soon, so hang around. It's not going to be long until we drop some fine action on your asses. Yeah. Uh, so until your gorgeous asses. Until next we meet. Until our growls from our jowls. <laughs> until our growl jowls do a foul <laughs> smell. It's <laughs> uh, <sighs> ran out of steam. I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And we're going to have a lie down. Bye. Bye. Find episodes and more at theatreoftheworld.com. Keep those doggies rolling. Get, mo- 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 look, 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 yeah. I've, I put a, put a letter in your door. Move you've them out. Here, you've, you've been here for longer than your 30 put, minute look. allocated. Uh, look, do, am I going to have to call the bailiffs? Move them out. <laughs> Raw